Hello, everyone. Welcome to the La Leche de Latte Random Talks podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Pabone, a.k.a. Mr. Leche. Oh, Mr. Leche. I'm Mrs. Leche. Yes. Here with my co-host, Mrs. Leche, a.k.a. Yes, Cáceres. And today, we have a special guest. His name is... Roman Suarez. Roman Suarez, a.k.a. The Funny Latino, right? That's right. We know him as The Funny Latino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the hood, to our hood. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love being in this hood. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we are in the hood. Straight so out of the room. what was your commute here? Uh, fantastic. Tell us all about fantastic. It. My commute is fantastic. I love the neighborhood. This area is beautiful. Um, you know, I'm all about the Bronx. Everything I do is from the Bronx with love. And I walk throughout the Bronx as confident as Hercules. That's, That's all right. I got to say. Let's go. So, Mr. Funny Latino is hilarious. Uh, I had the pleasure. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting him and he was so kind to come to an event that I had last month or in December. Uh, you were so gracious to have me. Uh, Let's well, say it the right way. He's humble. He's humble. Uh, so <laughs> thank you. But um, no, he 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 got up. He did his thing. He had some comedy. And, he, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I like to share the people that I meet who are amazing. So this man, I wanted to bring his light and love on so he could do his thing, tell you more about him. We can get to know him together. And uh, here's some of the things he has coming up in case you're interested in laughing and having a good time. Yes, please tell us about some of those things that you have coming up. Well, um, first and foremost, I want to thank you all for having me, Miss Yaz and Mr. Leche, Mr. and <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Leche. Leche. You know what I'm I need the some cereal. Now, next time I'll bring some cereal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And toilet paper. And toilet paper. Oh From God. now on, everywhere I go. No, for real. Let me tell you something. First off, I love the fact that we're all Latinos. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not anti people that uh, aren't Latino. Right. I just love the fact that I'm connecting with my Latino people. And the funny thing is that we go through vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Vibes. And the fun- when, as soon as I got off the train, I'm like texting five different people. And I'm like, yo, toilet paper, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was going to text you just to mess with you. And I'm going to be like, yo, Eddie, you need toilet paper? Because the actual response would be like, toilet paper? Nah, why? And my response would be like, because I'm bringing the shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I actually that do need toilet awesome. paper, ladies and gentlemen. At this moment, I'm all out and he caught me out there. <laughs> no, that's very true. That's very true. So Roman, tell us, how long have you been a comedian? Um, this year, I I actually um, arrive at my eighth year in comedy. It when would be did my, you know you wanted to be a comedian? The correct answer to that is I, at the age of 13, wanted to be a comedian. Nice. But coming from a bicultural Latino family mm-hmm. from South America, mm-hmm. an aspiration in the field of the arts was like asking them to just shoot me in the head Word. That's like right it's just not culture. happening yeah. it's not happening yeah. 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 Go to work. Right. <laughs> my, my, my father was like i want to I, I told my father yo quiero ser un actor uh-huh. and then he started flipping through the channels he said everybody is white what is wrong with wow. you and then i was like but i was like how about sylvester stallone because mm-hmm. he looked tan right, right. Mm-hmm. he's like stallone italian white <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, but then Mr. T, ah, tú quieres ser negro ahora, vete a dormir. That's oh, it. Man. Like that was the concept. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and growing up, there were only that I recall maybe two Latinos that stood out on television. Mm-hmm. One of them, Eric Estrada, the great Eric Estrada wow. from Chips. I was yes. gonna say Chips, Chips right? right? Yeah. Okay. And the other Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. The, so he's not our, even a real guy. There you go. But he's like a 
muñequito. He's our first Latino superhero. Wow. Goes on record, okay. Speedy Gonzalez. Wow. Fun fact. Well, hopefully, Mr. Roman can be the new Latino superhero for aspiring comedians. I would love that. In the yes. Bronx. So I'm really proud of you, man. I've been paying attention to what you're doing. You're doing a lot of things. You're doing big things. I saw your submission to HBO. Thank you. HBO. Oh, let's talk about Pick that. him. Everybody, go vote for him now. So Check what did out you his- submit? You well, have to check it out, guys, on YouTube. I didn't, I didn't get this to you earlier. I didn't prepare her. Yet. That's I'm sorry. okay. That's okay. I, like you said, it's all vibes, right? So <laughs> yeah, it is. It's vibes. Right it's now. vibes. So what, what occurred was around April last year, I started getting uh, random text messages from people that, you know, like I connect with everybody. I'm not, I'm not about not giving my number. I just say, yo, take my number. That's it. Whatever. And people were like, yo, you should try for this. Try for this. Try for this. And they were sending me the link. And I was ignoring it, right? Um, and the ill part is that when I realized that more than five people were sending this to me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let me look into it. I finally opened the link, and it was the HBO Entre Nos competition where they were looking for the next three Latino comics to offer a comedy special to, right? Mm-hmm. And what's wild is I worked with every comic that was selected, mm-hmm. except I think the lady and some dude from the West Coast. Right, but every other comic that was selected, I worked with, and the two comics that won, I've opened and worked with both. Wow. So that means to me that I'm, you know, just a little more seasoning before I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think you're good, bro. I think you know everything happens in due time. They had their spotlight. They'll sit down. They'll be doing other things, and you're gonna get your time. Well, everything spotlight. happens when it's supposed to. And and, Thank you. and listen, you guys need to go and follow this man. I'll give you all the social media in a minute, but. He's a, he's really he's really funny and inspirational. He has really good energy too. There's very few people that you meet, or at least for me, that are that feel genuine. And one of the reasons why That's I wanted to bring so him on is because he he's he doesn't feel genuine. I know he's genuine. I get Thank that you. from him. Thank you, Eddie. So tell us who is your favorite comedian of all time? Um, I'm gonna go on the Latino side and I'm gonna go on the American side. So on the Latino side, my favorite comedian of all time is Alvarez Guedes, a Cuban comic that um, migrated from Cuba into Little Havana. And I, I got to say, over 12 comedy albums, each one is hilarious. Wow, I didn't even know this guy existed. Alvarez Guedes. And, and he's, he's great. Uh, my, when I, third year in comedy, I was doing a lot of cigar lounges because mm-hmm. I love cigars. Mm, me too. High five. All right. So we got to definitely... I had cigar lounges back in the day, pero you know. So we definitely got to get to Lehman Cigars. Oh, it's my first plug. Lehman Cigars, the house of fine cigars. You can totally do like their promo. There where they only smoke <laughs> legitimate cigars. And you know what? If if y'all go, I promise, if y'all go together, I'm going to have the leche cigar. Yeah. Wait, that sounded a little weird. I'm excited. But I did a show. I did a couple shows at, at cigar lounges like Papa Juan, Lehman Cigars. And this one... Dude comes up to me and he compared me to Alvarez Guedes, at which point oh, I was completely that? touched because wow, I don't tell man. people that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I, just like I would say Alvarez Guedes to anyone, they would be like, who? Right. And they would stay quiet. Yeah. On the American side, my favorite comedian of all time has to be George Carlin. You know, I mm. love George too. He's amazing. He was prolific. He was more than a comedian. Is, continues to be, because when you find material from someone of the spoken word, 15 to 20 years old, that can be so relatable to current day, that's prolific. He was, Uh, yeah, yeah. way ahead of his time, that one. Consider how Biggie Smalls was just quoted in the the Hall of Congress. 
That's and crazy. if you don't, if you don't know, now you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was, that was your favorite comedian. I'm curious, who's your greatest inspiration? Who has inspired you the most in life? My greatest inspiration is, uh, I would say, it's a close tie between my mother and my son. Mm. Wow. Um First, my mom is my beginning. That is the person who gave me life. And then I look at my son as my legacy. It's who will continue on. So if there is a bridge to stand in the middle of and feel inspired, it would be between the image of my creator and my and my predecessor. Mom, yeah. What's mom and, and son's name? Uh, my mother, who passed away three years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, thank you so much. Amen. My mom's name was Carmen Irene Perez. Carmen, rest in peace. Yes, Shout out to Carmen. Carmen mom, you, I, I too God. lost a mom. What's Yo, your you so, so something we share? What's your uh, what's your son's name? My son's name is Zachary Justice. Zachary Ooh. Justice. Who's yes. Yeah, and that's because I went to school for law. So Whoa. my first passion was well, actually my first passion is fashion, and then my second passion is. I law. can tell you have he has the royal blue Nike sweatsuit on, which Thank caught you. my attention immediately. Yo, he came to the podcast like we was doing a video. I'm like, damn, I should change and shit. I feel underdressed. Word. I, mean, I, was... I have a blue stripe <laughs> in my dress. <laughs> no, y'all both look fantastic. Thank y'all you. both look magnificent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm curious to know what Spanish countries are your parents from? So my mother is originally from Colombia, okay. um, from Pereira, and my father is originally from Ecuador. Um, they both, well, my family's, uh, my mom's family migrated to Ecuador in the '60s and, uh, and '70s, and they finished their complete migration from Colombia, and then part of the family dispersed into Venezuela mm-hmm. and then some family went to Peru others to um, Uruguay Paraguay like they spread out my mom and dad were the adventurous ones who decided to come to America wow of course there's always one right that yeah. makes the trip and over. believe it or not my father is like the freaking Harriet Tubman of like of Ecuador him, That's crazy. him and collaboration with a couple other people helped um, re-establish uh, a lot of families in New York City That's amazing. with jobs. Like the moment they arrived, he helped them find jobs, and That's they call they call my dad Ecuadorian mafia. Is what they call <laughs> so, what does your dad think of all this now? My father thinks I'm still going crazy. <laughs> Are you uh, I was gonna say, you has know. he turned around? Has he given you that? Does you know what? You know what? He son? went. I was wrong. He, went, he went to one show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is very rigid, very old school. Okay. Oh man, I he, know the, that. The type of guy. He well. does not say I'm sorry mm. unless he's about to punch you. Oh, that's my like, dad that's, too. That's the like, type I'm of sorry. you know what I mean. Shout out to Latino dads. Yeah. 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 You know. Seriously. You guys are doing great, but. Um. He did go to my first show that I produced, which was three years into doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is he shows up well-dressed, and the spot that he went to, everybody was well-dressed. The place was magnificent. It was for Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. And he looked all over the place, and he goes, Esta gente pagaron para verte a ti. And I said, wow. I said, si, sí, todo el mundo pagó. He goes... Ya tú sabes lo que tú vas a decir. Yo digo, yeah, yo sé lo que yo voy a decir. No la cagues. No la cagues. <laughs> you know? So for those of you who don't oh, speak man. Spanish, 
he asked Roman, "Are the oldest people come to see you?" And he's like, "And pay to see you?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Don't fuck up. Don't, don't like, yeah. Don't, don't like, shit don't it. Don't shit it. Don't it. Shit as it. If you're just gonna stand up there and freestyle. <laughs> yeah. Your comedy yeah. routine. You know, it's interesting. I'm glad that you're touching this because I wanted to talk to you. One of my questions that I have for you was, you know, as a comedian coming from the Bronx, as a Latino, as a male, right? All those things combined. Do you find that it's that support from family and friends is scarce? Like, is it more difficult to get your own people to come out to your show as opposed to complete strangers? You will find, and I, I speak, I'm going to say that I speak for myself. What I've found thus far is that the closest people to you will never come out to see mm. you. Wow. You understand? And it's it could be that, you know, that tag and go friendship that you have mm-hmm. that will be the most loyal support. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say I got to, you know, sincerely thank my my one of my cousins uh, who I call him my koala cousin. He's my big koala bear cousin. <laughs> and that's his name is Christian Aspiazu. I love him to death. He's Shout always there. My big brother, who just recently moved to Atlanta, DJ OZ, was always there with me, right. you know. And then I have people that I just meet at comedy shows that they're like, yeah, I'll go to your next one. I'll go to your next one. And then one. they're there. And they're there. That's love. And the thing is that my stand-up comedy, I do not repeat myself. So, like, most comics, they have a routine. Mm-hmm. So, they have, they know that they're 5, 7, 10, 12, 15 minutes, depending. Mm-hmm. And they have a routine. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about this, that, 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 in this order. That was my next question. Like, what is your comedy about? Okay. Tell us about what you so, say out of, you know. Interesting. So I'm breaking ground now that I'm focusing more on doing stand-up in Espanol, which mm-hmm. was, ah. you know, ironically inspired by the whole submission to HBO because they're looking for a Latino, a Latino. comic. They found them. Not me, not me. He's right here. But I got to give big shout outs to um, Alex Carabano for winning and the great. Oh, it already happened? Yeah. The great Alex Carabano and the amazing (laughs) Mark Vieira. You're going to enter next year, no? And I'm going to continue. I'm going to let me tell you that I'm going to keep on knocking on that door. Yes. Like, HBO HBO is only one of how many networks? Thank you. Right? Thank you. you you. Right now, you could go live and have a big big network. Maybe we could have Arte de Leche channel. La Leche de Leche. La Leche de Leche. Don't get me started. (laughs) I got so much leche for y'all. Y'all not ready. Damn. They not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, son. Where'd you get that leche? Go. (laughs) So, uh, you know, going back to really quickly what you were talking about earlier about how, you know, there's those very few who come out from the family, those, those that love your brother, you know, cousin you know it's interesting because I I realized recently that when you start to be successful and you come from families that don't necessarily have lineage of success right in in the sense that we look at from from Americanized perspective you know making a lot of money getting rich etc when you start to be successful your vibration changes and so you attract the energy that you're that you're emanating and so it starts to break those trauma bonds right the people that you are attached to in your family and friends typically folks have trauma bonds with you at times and you may not realize it and that's a negative interaction and as long as you're in a stuck place and you're not doing anything with yourself those people love you love you to death because that's they match you but, but when you, you start, start to, to prosper and you start to go for more they you will find that they're no longer anymore. you know 
and it's not it's no shade to family and friends they can't help it they don't know that they're stuck half of them you know what i mean and, that's true and they love you in their own way but they just don't know how to support you because that's not something that they're used to receiving themselves perhaps I, i'm right? gonna say that and what everything you're saying is completely on point i'm gonna say that it could quite also possibly be because I was a very popular kid in junior high school and in high school. Oh shit! You I'm know, sure and I was funny. Thank you, and I was also very. Um, I was a DJ already by the time I was in college, so mm-hmm. I was like one of the kids that everyone went up to to find out where the parties were at and all this other stuff. But I think, in part, also what happens is some people feel like at some point life became more realism and less art. And they let go of their art for realism. And then all of a sudden, you know, reality. And all of a sudden, you see someone that you knew from get that all of a sudden had no artistic aspirations. Because I didn't, like Mm -hmm. I said. And boom, you know, the third layer of your life, you're like, I want to try this. And boom, you pick up. And then they start seeing you. You know, I, I, I will quote a guy that I went to school with every day for like 15 years. And I said, I remember, I was like, yo, I'm, I think I want to try out for this MTV competition. I got sh- shit to say. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, I wrote that. And his words was like, bro, you are irrelevant. You're old. Oh, Forget about wow. it. Back of the bus with that ass. And I was like, you know, Projecting. I saw that. I, but I saw oh, that, yeah, right? That's his shit. Right. Yeah, and I was like, just spitting it at you. I right. felt like saying, if you only knew, homie, I already got called and right. I'm casted for this show. Yeah. So right. let's see how irrelevant my, my perspective is. You know, right. but I didn't want to meet him there. Yeah. I was like, got it. Go down to got it. Level. So I want to just end it by saying I believe that some people become alarmed by how basic they stood. Mm-hmm. Right. And watched other people that they thought were ordinary become extraordinary. Just because Absolutely. you had the balls and the courage to go after what you wanted mm-hmm. and he doesn't. You know what I mean? Well, they, at, they at, can some, tell you at some point, I'll it. say this because I speak from the male perspective. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of times we men fear the fuck out of rejection. Mm. Okay. And I think I can share that with everybody. Mm. Everybody. Some people don't care. Yeah. Some people don't care to get rejected. But I would say that we as men, we don't want to have that rejection latch on to whatever ego we think we possess. Mm-hmm. And we would much rather say, fuck it, I'm going to go get a job doing this, get a job doing that. Mm-hmm. It's the easy but way out, you know? Getting it, right. It's hard, it's not easy. But art, let's just it's say, but easy. art. Yeah, it's you not know? easy to try to overcome what we're supposed to be doing, right? We're supposed to be falling in line, getting in work with the 99%, right? And and when you the start, rat race, right? When you try to oh. step out of that, it's like it's alarming to people because it reminds your successes remind people of their failures to act, and so it puts the challenge on them. And it's easier to just hate on you, yes, folks. When you do that and you spew your shit onto other people, it comes off as hate. Right. right. <laughs> it because doesn't it come off as love and support. What they're not doing. Um, but or what they wish they were doing, exactly. they had the courage to do. And all you have to do is just make the choice. Every moment is an opportunity and a chance to change what you're doing. So if you're hearing this and you're feeling like you haven't done shit with your life, please go pick up the pen, get the paper Every going and write it day. down. Get it Every done and just move day. forward. Yeah. You have the opportunity yeah. right in front of you always. It's a different world today, folks. So Word. You live in the city of dreams. New York is... People come here from other places and make it. Yes. Why don't we, who you know are born how, and raised you here, know don't crazy? take advantage of these opportunities? I, I believe New York City has, there's one million students alone. There's only, New York City is the only city in America that has one million or more than one million students. That's insane. Okay? Now, if you multiply that number by two parents or three guardians that students have, you can imagine how there's probably like a good 
12 million people that live in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. But think about how almost 90% of America dreams of living in New York City. And here we are living that dream. But Trying to, to get some the hell of us, out of here because this but shit is rough. To some no, of us, it's a nightmare. Never. No, yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. True. it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. A lot of people wish they were here. You know, we're in a great place. Being in America in general, right, as opposed right. to other places, you know, well, as much as we complain about our lifestyle, you know, you look at other countries and you, I, I, sometimes, at least me, I'm just like, wow, yeah, man, we're spoiled as fuck. <laughs> we have free, clean water. Yes. Right there alone. On demand. Right there alone. You have people that just run that shit and don't even care about it, you know, and waste water. I see mm. people oh cleaning God, the streets I'm now. I'm guilty of that when I'm no, in the but, kitchen cooking. Or like, that's my... A bad habit that I have. I let the water run. Yeah. Well, and now I'm going to put the image in your mind of a starving child who would like to use that water and perhaps it'll... That's what, that's what motivates or, me to be. Or a withering plant or flower. Yes. That deserves it. Yes. it they deserve it. Yeah, because now we... And I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying we don't deserve right. it. But I'm very anti-wasting water, just so you know. Yeah, so am Sorry, I. Big time. So okay. am I. It's all right. There's a balance. We, we're here to educate and inspire. <laughs> <laughs> Stop wasting water. Next time I have the water running, I'm going to think about you too and I'm going to turn it off. (laughs) So if you could change one thing in the world, Roman, what would it be? Well, if it would be, it's a toss up, but I'm going to just keep it a thousand. I would love to just end hunger altogether. Hunger. And no one, no one should starve ever at no time ever, nowhere in the world at all. We have enough food on this planet to feed two planets. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. It, it, there are people hunger? starving. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What um do you wish that you knew when you started? When that I started, you know now, that I know that now, you then, right? that I don't need to care about people's opinions or for them to say, "Yeah, go ahead, go do it." Mm. I don't need a, a third person to validate. You don't need me. The approval. Yeah. Right. right. Great thing that you mentioned that because one of the things that we haven't gotten to talk about and I want to bring to people's attention is that. Bring me back to what you just said because I just blanked. So what it comes down to is uh, if I knew something then that I know now, it's that I don't need anyone to validate me. Absolutely. Good. Perfect. So again, about that energy matching thing. We live in a 99% reality, right? Yes. And so those are people who are complacent. And so they don't have the ability to step outside of that mindset. So when you seek there, when you ask someone, I go through this all the time, you know, I ask my family and friends and I love y'all to death. No shade to y'all. But I ask people sometimes for advice, and when they give me the negative feedback, like, "Oh, maybe you it's shouldn't fear. do that," it's, right? But that's their fear, and they don't even know it. Like they don't, they, they just, they don't have that expansive entrepreneurial mindset because the reality is they're not expansive and they're not entrepreneurial. No. You know what I mean? Correct. So my point to that is, if you are an entrepreneur and you're feeling down, you're feeling like people don't support you, go for it, or you're doubting yourself, right? Just, just trust your gut. To take the leap. You'll learn from the fall and you just don't make that mistake again, right? But don't go asking people who never took that 1% right. chance for feedback on how to be 1%. They don't know how to do that. They don't have that experience. So they'll never be able to provide you with any kind of nugget in that aspect. Right, you know what I mean? Go, when I was going to school, um, like elementary, like elementary school age, I remember something that one of my teachers had mentioned. And what she had said was that like... Uh, Almost 10% of the people that live their entire lifespan, um, they're the only ones that actually leave more than 12 mile, a 12-mile radius from where they were raised. Wow. Only 10%. Yeah. That leaves a large chunk of people that never know nothing else other than their neighborhood that right. they grew up in. Yep. There's people that live in the neighborhood I grew up in whose grandchildren are growing up there. Right. And they're still there. And you know what? God bless them. Yeah. That's fantastic. But... A lot of that whole hindrance of people 
um, not supporting, uh, all that I also think has a lot to do with the fact that the, the those parents from that generation, they raised their kids on fear. Yeah. They're conditioned. So yes. if their first control tool was fear, mm. then when you grow up, you're going to fear a lot of things. Right. Whereas, you know, like I said, my mom is my motivation because like my mom had no fear. Mm. Right? Yeah. You, you talk about a woman who battled cancer for seven years and every day she's like, if I die today, I'm fine. I'm good. I just don't want to suffer. And I get it. And the wild thing is my mom was like, you know what? I wasn't a punk. I went to Puerto Rico. I visited Cuba. This is when she was a teenager. Yeah, back when that was taboo. When she was Cuba a teenager. Was back when. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She goes, I traveled. I went places. And I wish I could go again. But after I had kids, I didn't go anywhere. I just decided to you know, keep it in one place and just live a professional life. She was a hairstylist. My mom was a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And she traveled a lot just to do hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw all that. She would get invited to go to Paris, but she would not go because my dad was very jealous, very controlling, and he didn't fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fear programming is real. So I think that... What he was trying to do with you. Our generation, yes. Like, our generation, our kids, I raised my son to push his motivations, be like, go further, you know, um, instead of challenging your limits... You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. Instead of limiting yourself by your challenges, challenge you should limits, challenge yeah. your limits. Yeah. Like completely challenge your limits. Yeah, and it's you not that it's not the par- it's not our parents' fault. They were to the, in their defense. You know, they were doing the best that they could with with what they had and what they know, and that and that was fear programming that was passed like on. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, think about it. My my grandparents. This is the interesting part. So my grandparents. If you if you ask someone, mm-hmm. right, this is how you know when a person is successful. They will ask you. What, what did your grandparents do? Because that makes you trace your lineage mm-hmm. back to then. Because mm-hmm. you're about to proudfully, pridefully speak about your grandparents. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then there, there are those of us who can't barely even begin to explain what our grandparents did. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know. Yeah. You get what yeah. I'm saying? When you speak to certain people, they'll be like, oh, yeah, my, my grandparents, I could trace them back to the Mayflower. You know? <laughs> and we, we were in the printing business you know, before letters were You know, I have a super invented. successful aunt. Shout out to my aunt Arlene. You know? She, she, um, she's, she, has, she does the whole DNA uh, thing. Nice. The genealogy. Very Apparently, nice. Apparently, I have uh, French royalty in my lineage. I'm like, holy shit. Dude, holy we're all shit. royal. Where's that money? We're all royal. <laughs> you know, I would love a crown. We're but all anyway, royal. No, bro. yeah, of course. We all are. That shit is all fucking programming. But speaking really quickly before we start to like really wrap up, and I want you to share your social media and stuff with folks in a moment. But so that fear programming thing, this is really important. If you folks look up uh, the first seven years of your life, it's it is called theta state. When you're in that theta state, you are receiving. That's it. So children one to seven are just sucking up the reality the programming that we give them is what we know we have to have more expansive mindsets because we have to raise kids who are going to have open mindsets and build freer worlds and more positivity and more success and more love and more community so that was my rant (laughs) (laughs) with that being said roman let folks know how they can find you any events you have coming up um and, and give anything us a else you want to give us funny. yeah give us a little something something we got about three minutes left okay well i'll just share real quick my social media is at the funny latino t-h-e-f-u-n-n-y-l-a-t-i-n-o just put that in the funny latino one word on youtube so you can find excuse me the and funny latino one word on youtube so you can find all my stuff 
and just Google it. You'll check my stuff out. You'll catch me February 6th at Los Feliz. That is a basement comedy show for people who actually follow the culture of comedy. You already know it's those basement shows that get you the best as opposed to those joints in the big arenas. So uh, I'm on there. It's Comedy in Español. And I'm looking forward to just rock it out because right after that, I'm recording my fifth comedy album, which is going to be at Silhouette Lounge. Comedy album number five. He's working on his master's in comedy, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I am. I am. And you know what? Those things actually came with their own challenges, each and every one of them. So I'm hoping this next one, which will be recorded on February 15th at Silhouette Lounge, does not come with any further challenges. It won't. won't. I I pray. I pray. We're removing those barriers right now. And I purposely did it on side piece day, the 15th of February. Okay. (laughs) There you go, see? Yes, laughed. There, that was my joke. <laughs> there you go. Put on phone. <laughs> you know, um, and I just want to see as many people um, there as possible. It is Comedia en Español because it's a Maybe different... Like it's talk? a Comedia. Comedia oh. en Español. But it's yeah. all right. It's okay. It's okay. Comedy in Spanish. Yeah, comedy in Spanish. And the whole purpose of me doing this is just to further trace my roots and maybe speak in the voices of the people that raised me who never learned English Mm -hmm. but taught me that there's nothing but comedy and all the tragedy that surrounds us. Find a way to laugh. That's it. Find a way to laugh. Yes. Folks, I want to hear your comments. I'm interested in knowing what you think about this interview. Talk to Funny Latino. Please come out and see him on the 15th on Side Piece Day. Yes. (laughs) If you don't like comedy and you're bitter, sad for you, send this to someone who does love to laugh and wants to support a comedian and looking for someone new and talented who's breaking barriers, working on their fifth album I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wish you much more success. I don't have to wish it for you. It's already on its way to you. It's yours. Amen. For all of us. Wherever I go, y'all go. Wherever y'all go, I'm there. Same here. So, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure you show Roman, the funny Latino, some love. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on social media. Like his his YouTube. Comment on this. And always know that you have immense light, love, and potentiality within you. So, chase your dreams and the miracles will unfold. Peace. Until next time, take care. Sweet.